Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. All right, so we're in the middle of this pandemic. All right, we're in the middle of this pandemic, and a lot of pastors got hit, you know, and I've been praying, like, Lord, don't let these men and women of God die. Don't let me die. And then I hear foolishness that even in the midst of this pandemic, these preachers are still living in sin. Listen, I want to share this as a word of the Lord. Don't go to hell. Your sin is going to find you. How are you sinning? I'm hearing stories of some of my preacher friends still not walking right in the middle of the pandemic. I want to encourage everybody. Listen to me. Listen to me. Your sin will find you out. Your sin will find you out. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. And in that day, many shall say unto me, Lord, Lord, did I not cast out demons in your name? Did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not do many wonderful works in your name? And he shall say, depart from me, for I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. Listen, man, this is not the time to be playing games. This is not that time. The Lord then gave us a chance. I don't care where this pandemic and this virus came from. The point is, it's here now. It is not a hoax. This thing is real. This thing is real. In some places, it's a lot more. Uh, and in other places, it's a lot less. But nevertheless, this thing is real. And I don't know about you. I've been searching my heart for the last five months, saying, Lord, purge my heart. If there be any wicked way in me, Lord, if there be any secret sin, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy, in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And then I hear stories, real stories as preachers, we talk. And then I find out that 
Some of these preachers get hit with the virus and we sitting here interceding and praying and, and, and fasting and, 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 and literally standing in the gap to only find out that they're unrepentant, that there's hidden sins coming out, that there, that there are things going on behind the scenes that they have not fixed, given the opportunity to fix it. And it breaks my heart because I'm here crying out every day, Lord, I don't want to go to hell. Lord, I don't want to split hell wide open. Lord, I serve you because I absolutely love you. But nevertheless, work out my own salvation with fear and with trembling to make sure that I examine myself to be found in him. The Bible says examine yourself to make sure that you are found in him, which means you could get to a place where you could actually deceive yourself. I am sure that those in Matthew chapter 7 genuinely thought they were saved, genuinely thought that they were going in. As a matter of fact, there's a parable where Jesus begins to explain that someone actually got to the wedding feast and they weren't dressed and they were expecting to go in without the, without the wedding garment. And the Bible says that the, the host of the event said, uh, he said, how did you get here and why aren't you dressed? And the Bible says that that guest had nothing to say, had nothing to sell, nothing to say. And the, and the Bible goes on to say that that the host of that party said, cast that guest into outer darkness where there will be weeping and there will be wailing and there will be gnashing of cheek. Let me, let me say this as a prophet of the Lord and a gatekeeper to New York City. We need to get delivered from every time we talk about hell. We get into all oh, you're trying to get the people to be, to serve God through fear. Yes. Yes. You want to know why? Because it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. And the Virgin Mary said in Luke chapter one to serve God with fear, to serve God with absolute reverence. The Bible says without hope. Holiness, no man shall see the Lord. The Bible says that if you forget to add to your faith patience, add to your faith endurance, add to your faith uh, cleanliness and godliness and charity, that you have fallen from the faith and that you are blind. The Bible actually says you are twice dead, plucked up by the roots. This is believers. These epistles are not re written to, to the lost. They're written to the church. They're written to the church and I want to encourage everybody, make sure that you are found in him. Now, I'm not here to talk about what's going on in Israel and all of that stuff, but that stuff is very alarming. And let me tell you something. If they really do build that temple, we got a problem. If, let me say that again. If they really do rebuild that temple in Jerusalem, then we have entered into the three years of the seven year judgment. There's no way around that one. Now, I'm not a pre-trip, post-trip, present trip. I don't care. I'm from the Bronx. I'm trying to survive in the streets. The issue is whether pre-trip, present trip, post-trip, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make sure that I don't miss either the rapture of the church or the bridegroom coming. I don't want to hear about this preterism stuff or this kingdom now stuff. I don't care whether it is or whether it isn't or whether we go through the tribulation or whether the, the tribulation was through Nero. I don't care. The point is, Paul said, examine yourself to make sure that you are in the faith. Not judging preterism, not judging pre-trip, post-trip, uh, and present trip. Let me throw that disclaimer before y'all break out in a rash. All right, the, the point of the matter is this, is the Bible says to make sure that your garment is spotless, to make sure that your thoughts and your minds 
are submitted to the law of God, to the mind of Christ. We are to make sure that we are found in him without spot, without wrinkle, without anything, any anything. The Bible says he is coming for a church that is absolutely pure. Obviously, nobody's going to live absolutely holy, but we are striving, therefore. We are pushing forward, therefore. And if those of you that are in ministry, I'm here to tell you that the book of James says that we have a greater judgment. Why? Because we carry the banner of leading God's people. And that's why the Bible even encourages us to not desire to be in leadership. Why? Because we go through a greater judgment. And let me tell you something. And judgment doesn't begin in the world. The Bible is is clear judgment begins in the house of God and for the life of me for the life of me I'm I'm talking with my preacher friends you know trying to find out where everybody how everybody is doing and stuff like that and then I hear I hear stories of people that pastors and leaders and apostles and prophets and, and bishops that have gotten sick that have overcome it and they're still living in sin and they're still living in sin let me share a secret with you preacher it's not safe to live in sin. You want to know why? Because folks is snitching. Let me tell you something. Back in the early 90s when I got saved, you could kind of get away with stuff. Now, how you a preacher living in sin, recording yourself on your phone sinning? Did you catch that? It is foolish to live in sin nowadays because if you don't treat your side pieces right, they're going to snitch on you. They are going to snitch on you. Let me tell you something, man. If you're going to sin, man, be good at it, man. Now, I'm not encouraging you to sin, but I'm saying if you're going to sin, be good at it. Y'all folks be recording yourselves on your phone sinning and then expect not to get snitched on. Folks, let me tell you something. Folks are snitching. You want to know why? Because at the end of the day, we shall all stand before God. And let me tell you something. When it's when it comes to salvation and the, the, the crossroads between heaven and hell, your side piece will pick heaven and will expose you to make sure he or she makes it in the rapture. I'm telling you, salvation is individual. But let me also tell you something. Salvation is selfish, which means that folks mess up with you. And the moment they feel that God starts putting the, the pressure on them and they feel like they're going to die. They're going to they're gonna die and go to hell. They will, they will do whatever they got to do to make things right. And I want to encourage everybody. I want to encourage everybody that he died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross in substitutionary sacrifice for your sin so that you can live his life. I'm not talking about absolute perfection. I'm not talking about, you know, this, this standard that we cannot live. But I am talking about striving, absolute striving, which means the Bible says, when the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith on the earth? Faith for what? Faith that it is possible to live holy. Not faith for cars, not faith for houses. God's going to give you the big house and the big cars anyway. Why? Because the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 that he's your heavenly father. He's going to give you that anyway. He's going to give you the new car. He's going to give you the, 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 the marriage. He's going to give you the children. He's going to give you the healing. He's going to give you the house. He's going to give you the... He's going to do that stuff regardless. But there's one thing he's not going to do that you got to strive for, and that is be ye perfect at the Lord your God is absolutely perfect, which means we have to be striving for that. We have to be striving for that. And I don't know about you, man, when God applies the pressure and when God begins to literally just kind of tap me in the head, I listen. You want to know why? 
because the lake of fire is forever. And I don't want to hear about, you know, I don't want to get into an argument of theological tangents. Hell is real, period. The lake of fire is eternal. Hell is temporary. The Bible says death and hell get cast into the lake of fire. So hell is the temporary holding cell and the lake of fire is eternal. And the Bible says it is the second death. But the Bible goes on to say, blessed are those who are part of the first resurrection for the second death has no hold on them. And I want to encourage everybody, make the first resurrection. Make the first resurrection. I'm going to tell you something, man. Listen, titles, uh, listen, none of that, none of that stuff matters. At this point, none of that stuff matters. God is trying to get our attention. And for the life of me, listen to me, preacher, preacher, listen to me, listen to me, confess your sin. Don't go to hell because you are embarrassed to bring out that you've been messing up. Listen, I am shocked at the stories I'm hearing of preachers who know they've been messing up. They got hit with coronavirus. God gave them a second chance and they didn't make it right. They didn't make it right. Let me tell you something. Screw your reputation or you're going to burn in hell. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. Pick and choose. Your reputation, because you got a lot to lose, or you're going to go to hell forever to burn forever and then stand before God and give your silly excuse as to why you couldn't go public because church people are merciless. I don't care. Who cares? God will deal with the church. You get your life right before the Lord. He paid a price too heavy for you to live in sin. Listen to what I'm saying. He paid a price too heavy for you to live in a place of non-repentance. This is the season. Obviously, this is a season of reformation. This is a season of shift and change. And God is going to do all of the prophetic words that the Lord has declared by his prophets. I'm totally with that. But there is also a flip side to this. It means the side of you that is Christian, not the side of you that is office. You miss what I just said. We've been too long in the side that is office, which means my title, my preaching, my, my church. Amen. There, there's a way that God speaks to that. How about walking right because you're a Christian? How about living right because you're a son and daughter of God? How about, how about this? Going the extra mile because it's the right thing to do. How about this? Examining if you're in the faith because what? Because you want to make sure that you are in the faith. I want to encourage you. Don't, and, let, and I'm going to say this as a word of the Lord. If you don't heed this message, a reprobate mind will grip you. And a spirit of delusion will grip your conscience. And you will begin to call evil good and good evil. And then you will, you will enter into a place of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. You want to know what blasphemy against the Holy Spirit really means? Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit means that you no longer feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. So therefore, you can't repent. And therefore, if there's no repentance, you go to hell. That's just the way that it is. Never get to a place where the convicting power of the Holy Spirit is still talking to you is still dealing with you, is still 
letting you know this ain't right, fix that. Let me tell you something, believer, listen, God says go back to your first love, which means if you think the Holy Spirit might not like it, don't do it. Let me say that, let me say that again. If you think that the Holy Spirit might not like that, don't find a scripture to justify it. If you think, you know what, I don't know if the Holy Spirit might not like that. Don't do it. Why? Because the more that you violate the dictates of the Holy Spirit talking to your conscience, guess what? Your no to sin becomes yes to sin. You go from hot to lukewarm to absolutely cold to reprobate. And I don't want to get to a place of reprobate. I don't want to get to a place of reprobate. And I want to encourage you. And let me say that again. I want to encourage everybody. Get your life right. I speak to myself. Let me say this. If I don't walk right, I'm going to go to hell. And if this type of preaching is already bothering you because it's all caught up. With, man, he's scaring the people to walk right. Baby, who is teaching that foolishness? Who is teaching that foolishness? No. You should want a man of God to call you to righteousness. I'm calling you to righteousness. Why? Because I want to see you in heaven. Let's argue about theology in heaven. Let's walk the streets of gold arguing about how we used to argue about doctrine down on earth. Just make sure that you get there. Make sure that you're rapture ready. Rapture ready means, and I don't want to hear about this, you know, because that's the new thing now. You start talking about the rapture and then when I get into he already came, he's coming or I don't care. That's one of the benefits of being from the Bronx. We don't care about that stuff. We're going to walk right before God now. I don't care about he's coming in five years and 10 years. And uh, I don't care about whether they signed the peace treaty and all of that. I don't care about that stuff. But I would say this. If they rebuild that temple, if they rebuild that temple for real, we have entered into the seven-year tribulation, the beginning three and a half years. There's no way around that one. I don't even want to argue with you about it. Don't even comment me about it. There's no way around that one. If they rebuild that temple because of this peace, this 25-year peace treaty, if they rebuild it or intend to rebuild it or start the process, Houston, we have a problem. And I don't understand how we can be so blind that we see events like this and we start joking about it. You know, we start, you know, the, listen, I don't care about that stuff. What I care about, whether it is the time or whether it's not, I don't know. But I know this, the Bible says, and I'll end with this, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation, which means today is the day of salvation. Today, today, whether we are in the season or not, I don't care. You want to know why? Because I've been saved since 1992. And let me tell you something about these timetables. I'm going to say this and y'all going to get mad. 
And, no, and many of you watching me know exactly what I'm about to say is absolutely true because nobody want to say anything. Every prophet that I've known since 1992, whether in the media or abroad, that started putting timetables, whether five-year, ten-year, whether microchip, not microchip, whatever the case may be, from the early days, 100% have been wrong about the timing. Or about the, you know how I know? Because they said the Pope was the Antichrist. You want to know how I know? Because they, they also said that President Bush was the Antichrist. And then they said the Jesuits was the Antichrist. And then they said some guy in Rome, is, uh, the guy in France is the Antichrist. They've been wrong. They've been wrong since I've been saved. And guess what? They're wrong now. They're wrong now. And you want to know how I know that they're wrong? Because they said Passover, the virus was going to leave. It's still here. So then they switched it and said, in the month of June, Edosha, it's still here. It's growing. I'm here to tell you your prophecies were wrong. Don't tell me about it was good intention, then say that. Say that and admit it and say, it was good intention. My heart was in the right. We will forgive you, but y'all quiet now. Y'all quiet now. I'm here to tell you, listen. Regardless of whether it was or it wasn't, the point is, Jesus is coming. Whether he comes in the rapture or whether he comes of the voice of the bridegroom to the, to the ten virgins, let me say this. The Bible says ten virgins. The Bible says five were wise and what? Five were what? Foolish. Let me ask you this question. What is five from ten? Half. So what does that mean? In the end, half of the church is not going to make it. Oh, don't play with me, man. Don't play with me. There is no other way to read that parable about the virgins. Half the church doesn't make it. That means half of you watching me right now are not going to make it. And listen, five, ten, five were foolish. Five from ten is half. That means half the church don't make it. Half the pastors don't make it. Half the apostles don't make it. Half the prophets don't make it. Half the evangelists don't make it. Half the bishops don't make it. Half the teachers don't make it. Half the leaders don't make it. Half the churches don't make it. Half the, listen, half the, half the, half, ten virgins, ten, ten, five don't make it. Five from ten is half. Half the church doesn't make it. Why? Not because they didn't got the word and they got theology. Well, because they had no oil. And I don't mean oil. I don't mean oil of office and anointing. They didn't have enough oil to make the journey. Let me show you something about this, the parable. The parable in the text was not about ministry. You want to you know why it wasn't about the ministry? Because the Bible says that the, the foolish virgins tried to get oil from those who had it. And guess what those wise virgins said? It says, listen, it says that the wise virgin said, 
We can't give you our oil. So this lets me know that there is a season that's coming where there will be no ministry or importation. Don't play with me, man. There's no way to read that verse other than what I said. If the wise virgins told the foolish ones, I cannot give you my oil, that means that the season is coming where there will be no impartation, no ministry or laying on of hands. Why? Because the virgin said, because I only have enough oil for me. And, and what was the oil for? It was to meet the bridegroom, not for ministry. So let me say this again. The oil of the virgins is not for ministry. It's to make the journey. And let me tell you something. When it comes to the journey, you got to be out for self. You got to be out for self, which means you can't give nobody that oil of the journey. Not the oil for ministry, the oil for the journey. Let me say it again. The oil is not for the ministry. It's for the journey. It's to be able to meet the bridegroom, to follow that voice. And he says, meet me for the table and the wedding reception is ready. And I want to tell everyone that the wedding reception is ready. It is ready. It is ready. It is ready. And I want to encourage everybody. I want to encourage everybody. Repent of your sin. Get your life right. Tell the Lord to purge you with hyssop. Let the, let the, let your, let your only prayer be, Lord, create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not that Holy Spirit from me. And some of you need to tell the Holy Spirit, Lord, I'm so deceived that I don't even know if I'm walking right. As a matter of fact, you need to tell the Lord, Lord, this preacher's message is bothering me because he's all off theologically. You're fighting me theologically. You need Jesus. You need to repent. You need to get right. Did you catch? That's how far we are. And God is saying that he is not willing that any should perish. But that all, but that all, but that all should come unto repentance. So I want to encourage you. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Let me say, let me say, let me say something. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And in that day, they shall say, But Lord, did I not prophesy online in your name? Did I not cast out demons in your name? Did I not birth churches in your name? Did I not impart unto others and birth this and did that and shift this and glory this and mantle that? And the Lord is going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. Listen to me. And the Bible also says, for you have lost your first love. Repent, therefore, and do the first works. The Bible also says, because you are neither hot nor cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. I will spew you out of my mouth because you're neither hot and you're neither cold. But I want to encourage you, get hot on fire for Jesus. Get hot on fire for Jesus because all hell is about to break loose. 
All hell is about to break loose. And the only thing you have to do is stand. Stand with the full armor of God. Stand therefore. And after you stand, you decree and you prophesy and you say it out loud. We still standing. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.